Hello, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Cello Toys podcast on Grapple Arcade. I am Pablo, and with me returning to the podcast, he has more feet than a snake, less feet than a badger. He is Lance. What a ridiculous intro, but I'll take it. <laughs> it's the t-shirt that needs to be made. It's the catchphrase that needs to be heard well, around the world. Some some people think that the phrase should be one foot in the grave. Mine is one foot in the incinerator. <laughs> Oh, um, which will make no sense to nobody that doesn't know me, but that's fine. <laughs> Hopefully, throughout the throughout the these interviews, you'll get to know me a little bit more, as well as the figures themselves. Yes, and uh, you'll also be appearing more on episodes of Turn Chuckle and across across the the network, the plethora of the two shows that I do. Um, the menagerie of pot shows. <laughs> yes, indeed. So uh, we are here. Uh, before we get into the uh, part two uh, with Dwayne Gill uh, to talk about the Gilberg time period of his career and to obviously talk more about his bone-crushing wrestlers figure through cello toys and through figure collections available soon. Um, we are here to talk about the big news that is the unrivaled figure of Sabu. Now, the uh, the unpainted render was shown uh, a while back and we are you know that things have very much moved forward and the uh the official unveiling shot of the back of sabu has been shown being a part of the challenge team being a man on the inside um a little bit um we are we we have seen uh the the finished pictures and it, like if you are a collector of the current line of wwe figures You've got nothing to worry about in terms of scaling, in terms of detail, in terms of uh, likeness and stuff like that. It's everything that you could possibly want. It lives up to the render, and sometimes that doesn't happen. Um, but Chella and Charles in particular have taken all the time needed to make sure that everything about this figure makes it, in my opinion, and this is quite a claim, the definitive Sabu figure. What do you think? I'd absolutely agree with that. Um, yes, being insiders, membership has its privileges, uh, and some of those <laughs> privileges include a little bit of uh, pre-rendered and post-rendered pictures of the the figure itself. It's absolutely in scale with everything else that you would possibly want um, through through any company. Um, I dare I say, um, this this figure is absolutely. Incredible, and it—I it, mean, I'll agree with you, Pablo. That it is, in fact, the definitive Sabu figure. Um, you know, pretend may come to the crown, but this one's got a turban. So, <laughs> you know, I don't know what else to say to that. You know, and the reason and, and why even, even that, even that is, you know, the, the most detailed it's ever been. Mm-hmm. And and the reason why I say this as well is because you know Sabu has had. Uh, figures through, you know, it speaks to his name value. He's had figures through every company that he's been a part of and and different lines within those companies as well Uh, for playability and to be able to recreate all those, you know, signature Sabu moves and for flexibility and stuff like that. You know, it's kind of um, that there are butterfly joints on the shoulders um, and the, the torso joint is reminiscent of the really high end, wwe line at the moment um in terms of maneuverability and stuff like that um he has as you could see on the officially released uh photograph he has pointy finger to point up at uh at uh at the chic 
Um, or and, just at the sky in general? Oh, <laughs> the sky in general. If you listen to the... Um, and I wish I could remember this off the top of my head. I should have done some research into my own podcast. But uh, mm. an interview that I did uh, with the writer of the uh, the Sheik book, um, it, it was someone, I think it was Al Snow, actually, who mentioned it. The reason why Sabu pointed to the sky. And it wasn't to do with the Sheik. So go back and listen to that, and then you'll learn something. Um, I because- will. <laughs> maybe i need to go back and listen to it as well because i forgot so what what a teaser um so personally things that i love about this before we get a little bit into like how we found something because this is only a little short bit and then we're going to be getting we'll do far more in-depth uh retrospective on sabu and uh, nearer the time of the release of the figure things that i love about this figure you know just everything from head to toe i mean sabu is a figure that you have to make effort with because he's so unique. Now, they could have painted the scars. They didn't. Uh, the scars are not just raised. They're actually a different skin tone, um, as they should be. Um, mm-hmm. You know, molded pants. But again, that allows for more playability. And I believe, now don't write me letters, but I think this is the first Sabu action figure in his purple gear because he's had blue, he's had gold, he's had black and white together, he's had yellow uh, but I don't think he's had green, the of course. Yeah, green. Um, and I don't. Yeah, I don't think he's had the purple. Uh, he's got molded wrist tape. He's got the molded uh, armband. Um, you know, he's got the molded uh, sash around his uh, pants as well. And uh, just the effort that is. Uh, you know, the, the the effort is so great that's making me want to cough. Um, <coughs> that's that's, that's a good metric of how of how exciting <laughs> you should be. How excited you should be. And I'm I'm very very excited now. As a heathen uh, wrestling fan, um, obviously I discovered Sabu through the 1997 uh, WWF invasion. <laughs> but again, though, that hey, was the we've, point all, of... we've all got to, we've all got to jump on somewhere. <laughs> and well, that was the point of the invasion to bring you know them to more to the ECW names to a wider audience, and they certainly did that. And everything about Sabu is just you know, unique and everything that has been said about Sabu has been said. Um, so I don't know what we could say in particular um, that would offer any unique insight and stuff like that. But I kind of want to get more into the figure, especially the uh, the face mold in a second. But where did you first see Sabu? Uh, I first jumped on to Sabu the, the, the same time, really, but it was through Barely Legal itself. Um, I didn't have access to the WWF then, but for some insane reason, I did have access to ECW then. <laughs> um, Very irresponsible parent you had there, or parents. Yeah, well, <laughs> what, can I, what can I say? I turned out fine. <laughs> One-footed and everything. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, I was, I, was, uh, I was sucked into Sabu instantly because he just didn't look like anybody else. Mm. Um, through... Through his uh, through his acrobatics, through his recklessness, through his um, dare, dare I say his gimmick, mm. um, and I, I fell instantly in love with with, with the man, uh, the myth, the legend, the uh, homicidal, genocidal, suicidal, death-defying Sabu. Absolutely, and the, and the thing is as well is. If you're a collector of Sabu figures as well, he's so toyetic. Um, and 
the colors are, you know, obviously a conscious decision by him as well, like to really stand out with like either glittery pants or uh, the kind of velvoir. <laughs> Would that be the word? Velour. You know it's I mean. real velour. <laughs> <laughs> it allows for more movement for his legs to do jumps, do little jumpies and that. Um, Absolutely. But, it also, but also, let's not forget, it does uh, leave himself more open to get caught on things like, oh, I don't know, barbed wire. <laughs> This is true. This is true. Um, so we've got to say as well, with um with the the scar detail that goes all the way around to his back. Um, you know, the, the you you couldn't pick a flaw in this figure if you tried. Um, you know, the uh the look on his face, I'm I'm looking at the, the picture now, and these pictures will make it out there in due time. Um <laughs> just everything that is unique to Sabu, you know, slightly wonky nose. Uh, that's sort of like, I don't know what the expression is. It's kind of like, it's not angry. It's kind of like, yeah, you are going to die. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, got- it's, it's, it's very much a like, um, oh, so you think you can take us, do you? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to show you how death defying I could be whilst taking you out with me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know? And and the thing is as well, you know, and this has been a criticism from me about bigger companies, is that you know sometimes pupils aren't painted into the eyes, uh, all that kind of you know things that you would expect, but things that sometimes get left out. You know, the this looks like a photograph. Um, even the the facial hair, it has, uh, it it's not just painted on in blocks. It it looks like it's you know um, a lot of effort and care has been taken. Um, mm-hmm to make sure that like some hairs are lighter, well, not lighter, but like thinner than others. Um, obviously yeah. the, and I know this is, you would think that this is, you know, an obvious thing that I'm saying, but again, bigger companies have done less. Uh, the lips are painted like in a realistic tone, uh, is skin tone spot on. I mean, I, I can't say enough good things about this. And obviously with someone like Sabu, again, as has been shown, sometimes it's hard to do hair in front of the head quite well or to do loose strands of hair and stuff like that but he you know he has it going on and they've made it work um and just absolute props to to uh cella and all information when the time comes on how to uh pre-order etc will be made available and uh yeah good stuff absolutely they've 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 knocked it out of the park again like they've even even something as as simple as you know, I mean, obviously you've talked about the 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 scarring on the on the torso and that, but I think that the scarring on the forehead is going to go like unremarked upon, writ yeah. large. But that's very much also a part of wrestling in general. But certainly, someone who's indicative of ECW, you're going to have excessive scarring on the forehead, and that's there as well. So. It's, I mean, I wonder if it's a, a, a conscious decision to to have the hair the way it is to make the scar on the forehead more prominent. Yeah, and and, and as the um, as the shows go on as well, I certainly want to chat with. Uh, I will be chatting with those who were directly involved in making the figure, etc. Uh, you know, as I've been chatting with designers of the bone crushing wrestlers line and with the uh with the other line as well uh so 
you know, again, there'll be a reason why they've went with the purple. I have a feeling because it's a unique color. Purple's my favorite color as well, so instant selling point. Um, but the the thing is as well, you know, with other companies making like RVD figures recently, um, you know, there's uh, it won't look out of place. There is a roster for them to go into as well. So, um, yeah, the, again, you know, I know this is the Cello Toys podcast, but uh, I'm not just saying this. I've been collecting figures for 30 years, and uh, I would be more than proud to put this in my collection. Um, yeah, can we see any more? We've given it the hard sell. <laughs> well, you can always sell more. This is double jointed knees um, as well. Uh, let's not forget. Uh, so you can really go all out on, uh, you know, making any kind of move. Like I, I don't know the names of some of the moves when he does the, uh, the jumpy on the chair and then has the, the other chair. Yeah. There you go. Um, <laughs> regular old Joey Styles over here. I'm merely, I'm merely uh, Billy Red Lions. <laughs> Rod Trongard over here. <laughs> Wow, I tell you, wow. Um, so it yeah. quite reminds what we know, though, Pablo Melons. Um, where can you find information about the pre-order? Um, well, nothing yet. Um, so the uh, obviously keep in, uh, you know, keep checking cellotoys.net, checking their social medias, you know, uh, all that kind of stuff on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and uh, even check out this very fine podcast for upcoming news on such things but uh yeah that's the thing quality takes time and uh you know steps are being made now because it, it it is a wait and especially when you see things early on it just feels like forever before something comes out so you know news will be uh imminent i'm sure and um, yeah, you can't you can't rush genius you can't <laughs> stop progress you can't rush genius and this figure is absolutely genius for Sabu fans and wrestle fight figure fans alike. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, in, in, with a smaller independent company as well, which I think would appeal to the ECW fan base as well. Uh, and yeah, how it should be and uh, done with love and care. So uh, I think we've uh, I think we've said all we can possibly say on this figure until more news comes out about this figure, obviously. Uh, and let's go straight into part two of my interview with the one and only Dwayne Gill. <laughs> yes. I, oh, well, we're going to get to this very, very soon. Uh, this is, uh, were you, uh, which one were you? You were Terry? Um, uh, no, Barry Terry. Okay. <laughs> See, right. Okay. Because I remember you got interviewed for WWE.com about this because there were rumors about this match for a long, long time. And then I think a photograph maybe shown up and then there was an article and then the match eventually ended up on the DVD, the Toxic Turtles. Who did you face again? Do you remember? No, it was just two job guys, man. What hmm. actually happened was Barry, I told Barry, we had carried them outfits for six months with us and finally i said barry i'm tired of it i'm putting it on he goes you are not you lying <laughs> son of a bitch. i said i'm telling you barry i'm putting it on going out in the locker room he said i dare you so he went out and he had he was first match tonight he had to go out and wrestle right i put it on man i went in the locker room started dancing all around and everything spun around the circle on the on the turtle shell and i stopped <laughs> and i was like leaning like this like you know you know like that you know mm-hmm. having legs crossing all and then two feet stopped right here, and I went, 
Oh, no. I could tell by the shoes. I stood right up. Hi, Mr. McMahon. He's <laughs> laughing his ass off. He goes, come on, you got to tell me who's under there. And I took the mask off, and he goes, I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> he goes, got another one? I said, oh, yes, sir, I do. He said, all right, uh, you and you, you're wrestling the Turtles next. I go, Mr. McMahon, we can't wrestle next. He goes, and why can't you? And I said, look, Barry's in the ring. He goes, suggest he dress quick. <laughs> now, these suits had cotton and everything, cotton muscle and everything in them, right? It made us uh -huh. look three times our size. Well, to put them on, <laughs> it was hard as anything, right? And Barry comes through the curtain. I'm like, Barry, you got to get dressed now. And he's soaked. What are you talking about? I said, man, we're wrestling with the Turtles next. He goes, what? What did you do? I said, man, let's go. So we're pulling these, me and the two guys are just yanking these some bitches on him. Get them all on him. He gets dressed. And I'm like, we're doing this, we're doing this, we're doing this. We're walking out to the ring. Yeah, and we're doing this, we're doing this. I already talked to match over with the guys. We're doing this, we're doing this. <laughs> so we're in the middle of the match. And I and Barry tagged. And I said, Barry, tell him to body slam you. And when he does, tell him to start yelling at the crowd. And you start kicking your feet and hands like you can't get up. And I'll come in and roll you over. <laughs> he goes, you son of a bitch. Said, no. I said, just do it. He said, all right, guy body same he's going like this, like this, like you can't get up, you know, like a turtle. I run in and rolled his ass back over. <laughs> so but good. if you saw that match, mm -hmm. did you see the finish? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I've got the DVD, the unreleased matches. We call right. it shell shock, but it used to be death <laughs> from above. That's where I came in the hard way and did a flip and landed on the guys on my back. <laughs> Nobody still does that move. <laughs> Nobody can do it because you got to go 10 feet in the air before you do your flip. Now, who I think so, can do it is Ricochet or Matt Riddle. Yeah. No, those absolutely. Two guys, those two guys are old school new guys. Oh, well, I definitely want to get your thoughts on a lot of the new guys as well because there's a great picture of you and Matt Riddle recently from your last appearance on. Uh, He's awesome, man. Matt, that's, that's cool. As everybody, I'll be honest with you. Matt. AJ, um, Omos, uh, New Day, uh, shoot, uh, Bobby Lashley and his whole crew, all those guys, man, were so nice, man, when I went up there. Uh, um, Ms. Morrison, I mean, I can't say enough. They treated me like I was Hulk Hogan. But you those know, are guys who are around my age. happened and in the locker room. We were sitting in the locker room, right? And I'm getting dressed. And I'm looking at uh, Matt Riddle and uh, Ricochet, and they're talking, and they're, you know, there's the new day and everybody. And I figured, fuck it. I'm going to get some pictures. Excuse my French. <laughs> and so I'm going to get some pictures. I walked up to Matt Riddle, and I said, hey, uh, hey, guys, can I bother you for a minute? It was him and Ricochet talking. And they go, sure, what you need, man? I said, uh, mind if I get a picture with you? And they go, oh, man. Oh, I'm glad you said that. And they go, why? I go, we were standing here wondering if you get a picture with us. I said, are you serious? <laughs> they go, man, you're Gilbert, dude. I got to get a picture with you. You know what I mean? He said, you play Gilbert. I got to, man. Come on, Dwayne. I was like, awesome, <laughs> let's do it. So, That's and then so cool. everybody, Omos, oh, I want a picture, I want a picture, I want a picture, you know. I got pictures with everybody. I said, what I wanted to do, but they wanted one with me, and that that was 
such an honor. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can imagine. Well, that's the thing. These guys are about my age, and we were teenagers watching that. That's what I'm saying. They were like, you don't understand. You were our star. You were the guy (laughs) we cheered for and all. I'm like, really? I don't realize realize that. You know what I mean? Uh, So going back Going back to the turtles, where did you get the costumes and why? <laughs> Was it for a kid's um, birthday party? And it's just to mess around. <laughs> right, okay. Just mess around. I won a lot of um costume uh contests with them. <laughs> My wife and I would dress up and go to costume parties and win all kinds of awards. Uh, so I'm so that's so cool that you still have them as well. I think I've got to say we've got to put this out there legally. I don't think we'll ever see Toxic Turtles action figures. I think there would be so yeah. many lawsuits. <laughs> it looks too much like certain other figures. Yeah, you could not um, make a Toxic Turtle figure without <laughs> saying, "Oh look, it's a NJ Turtle." <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? So one thing that. When you returned, um, because I know you you returned to the Indies for a little while and then came back at Survivor Series, which you know I'm really excited to talk about. Vince, during that amazing intro that he gave you, almost as good as my intro for the start of the show, um, he said that you went to WCW for a little while. Is that true? Because I couldn't ever find anything of you in WCW. WCW and wrestled Hugh Morris. Right. Okay. And. Back then, if you went over the top rope, you won. The guy mm-hmm. in the ring was disqualified, which we didn't realize at the time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I went over the top rope, and when I went over, I don't know if you know about ropes. When you go over, you catch the top rope with your left, and you post with your right. But wow. when I posted, man, my shoulder went and snapped right in half. I mean, it was no, I, I could, I was like this, couldn't raise my arm. Mm-hmm. And I uh, hit the ground really hard, and Hugh came out, and he said, you all right, you all right? And I said, nah, man, I blew my shoulder out. He goes, what do you want to do? I said, throw me into the steps, roll me in, do your finish. You know, he did the three, you know, he did the moonsaw. So mm-hmm. he slammed me into the steps, rolled me in the ring. Of course, I rolled out to the middle, you know what I'm saying, laying there. Shoom, boom, he did the moonsaw, one, two, three. And as they're announcing it, they go, and your winner, Dwayne Gill. Ha, <laughs> ha. Oh, that's so good. First match so that, WCW and I win. Nah. I so that was the same WCW though against uh I wrestled uh, Bill Kazmaier. Oh nice. Okay. So yeah, I've never seen any of you WCW. I must yeah, apologize because Kazmaier and like I was putting my hands out like this and he was going <laughs> like this with me. People are impressing me, man, like nothing. So did you finally get the show that operated on during that time? Oh, I got uh, four on the right, three on the left. Jeez. I've, yeah. I've never broken a bone. I'm, I don't know how because I'm the most clumsy person in the world. I break bones. Um, I tore muscles. Right. Okay. Okay. I tore muscles. So no arthritis or anything like that? No, no. Hopefully. Not yet. <laughs> Touch wood. Touch wood. Um, so it's 1998. You've been out for a little while at that time. Were the Pasadena charges real? Did you become yeah, a high school? Yeah, I, I, I brought them out on Raw. Oh, you did? I yes, brought the entire team out on Raw. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. But it sounded so like I was you... coaching a real football team and the coach of the Pasadena Chargers. <laughs> I even wore a Pasadena Chargers shirt in the ring. 
I forgot that you faced you brought them out on Raw. What match was that for? It was a Dwayne Gill match. It wasn't yet Gilbert. It was against and, uh, Mark Merrill when I retired. What, when you retired him, yes. Um, and it was in my hometown, Baltimore. So <laughs> they let me bring my whole football team backstage. Oh, yeah. Everything, man. They 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 hooked me up. They made videos for every single one because we were doing vignettes, right? And they're next mm. to me going, Coach. Coach, coach, I'm going Mark Merrow. Let me tell you what. And Stone Cold walked by and he went, Coach, coach, coach. <laughs> and everybody cracked up, man. I mean, everybody cracked up because Stone Cold walked by. And then, like, we went in the lunchroom. We were talking and Rock came in and ate lunch. And they were all like, and then Rock got up and left. You know, he's laughing and all, kidding with him. When he left, they all ran over in the seat. That's right, I'm the rock, baby. I'm the rock. <laughs> they had the best time. And they made videos for every one of the kids. VHS tapes. That's how long ago it was. That's so cool. Yeah, because um, Amini cost Mero the match, if I remember correctly. Yes, he did. He pushed him off top rope, remember? Yeah, he did. Um, oh, that's brought back some memories. I'm going to watch that Raw tonight now. Yeah. Absolutely. My so, son um, was on there. He put the camera right in my son's face when he came running out. He was nine years old. He's 33 wow. now. Wow. <laughs> Good Lord. So that's the thing. This Since the Attitude Era at that time, it still feels like yesterday, as I'm sure it does for you as well. Oh, I, um, love, I love it, brother. Mm-hmm. So, um, but before we, we get back into the Survivor Series thing, with the network at the moment, with them uploading episodes of Superstars uh, from 92 to 95, etc., more and more Dwayne Gill matches are showing up on the network as well. So do they get pointed out to you, or do you like keep up to date with what goes on the network? Or No, I actually don't, don't know. And actually, they just did a whole thing on, like, Barry Horowitz and I. On uh, job and on, I was wondering if that ever made the network because they did a big thing like my life and Barry Horowitz's life and everything. Oh, really? Oh, a big, think... a big thing on us. I don't even know if that's been advertised. That's, they even that's came and filmed us at a couple autograph sessions and stuff like that. Oh, well, I, I really, because the network, I, I love the network. Oh, my God. Like, that is life at the moment. Like, I'll fall asleep to it every night and see that's the thing i'll i'll put on say royal rumble 92 fall asleep and i'll wake up enhancement talent or jobbing or whatever but it's my life and barry harwood's life oh that's so cool yeah i've i don't know if that's has that been told anywhere yet is this this is an exclusive i think when we'll roll with that i think Um, i I think it's on i'm not sure i'm gonna check the network oh because the thing is exclusives not only my doll (laughs) <laughs> well, a couple of things got cancelled, which I thought was a shame. Like the uh, Vladimir, the super fan, there was a documentary made on him, and um, for whatever reason, the network just hasn't put that on yet. There yet, so I'm really hoping that that'll make it on there someday. But that's really awesome that they've done that with you. Um, yeah, I will definitely check that out. So, the, the who makes the call for Survivor Series? Because um, that's so out of left field. Oh, Everyone's expecting. Yeah, everyone's expecting Shawn Michaels to return for this match. Howard <laughs> and then, called me. What a guy. Oh, and, uh, and he's, I said, what's up, Howard? He said, hey, Dwayne, how you doing? Hey, I need you on this date, this date, and this date. And I said, Howard, the first date's a pay-per-view. I don't work pay-per-views. He goes, Dwayne, I don't know. He said, all I know is I was told bring Dwayne Gill in on these dates. Are you available? 
Sure, Howard, you know I'll come in any time for you. All right, I'll see you then. I was there, hanging out. Everything's cool. Everything's going good. Hour for the show. Mick walks up to me and goes, you going to get dressed? I said, for what, Mick? It's a pay-per-view. I don't work on these. He goes, wow, they really did keep it a secret. And I go, what? He goes, you're the mystery opponent. I said, that's a mystery to me. (laughs) (laughs) So when you come out and you see your entrance video, that is legitimately the first time that you saw it because you're pointing to it. That got me my job. (laughs) That got me my job. I saw that and I was like, hey, man, that's me up there. I was losing everybody, but that's me. Look at that, man. I'm talking to the fans. And then they set pyro off. Well, if you remember, I dropped down onto my belly. Then I got up. I knew that. I knew that was going to happen. And everybody cracked up. And then I walked into the ring. Well, that night when Ed Farrar and all sat back and watched the video, mm. they went, this guy just loves being in the ring. He don't give a shit. He's having a ball. Let's give him a job. Let's make him light heavyweight champion and put him in a job squad. He's a big jobber. Who better? And they said that the night that they... Pitched it to Vince. Vince sat there and he went, holy hell. He goes, Dwayne Gill is going to be my light heavyweight champion. (laughs) He said, the whole room cracked up. The whole room left and we're clapping. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. And I won it the next day. Uh, I still remember Jim Ross asking me. He goes, Dwayne. He calls me all the way back to the back of the arena. And I'm thinking the whole time, like, okay, what did I do wrong? What did I do? I ain't been here in a long time. I ain't done nothing wrong. Everything's okay. What the hell? What, what does he want? And then he stops and he turns around. There's nobody around. And he goes, I guess you're wondering why I brought you back here, Dwayne. I said, uh, yes, sir, I am. He goes, uh, well, we want to put the light heavyweight title on you tonight. But to do that, we have to give you at least a three-year contract. And I shit you not, man. I look right in Jim Ross's face now. I said, you're so full of shit. I said, Undertaker's, Headbangers, Paul Bear, where the hell you at? And I'm looking all around. And I turned around. He's looking at me like. And I went, Jim, you're not bullshitting me, are you? He goes, oh, no, son. That's a straight shoot. And I went, well, let me think about Okay. Yeah. And he goes, no, call your wife. Make sure. I said, I don't give a shit about nothing. I said, I've had my ass kicked a long time up here. I want that contract. Mm-hmm. He said, well, give me time to have it mailed, okay? I got to get it faxed in, and uh, I'll come get you. I said, okay. And then uh, I went and sat down with, uh, um, I do believe it's Thrasher of uh, the Headbangers, Glenn, Glenn Ruth. Mm. Yeah. And uh, told him, he's like, oh, shit. Because me and him were jobbers together and all. He's like, yeah, that's great, buddy. Yeah, Glenn Roof was jobbing at the same time as you in like 92, 93 as yeah. well. Um, yeah, so you Glenn, guys Glenn do grow up with us a lot. We drive, we, he took care of the New Jersey guys, and Barry and I took care of the Baltimore guys. Right, okay. So <laughs> it's um, from the point of view, uh, like me as a fan, like I loved the. 
weirdness of the the debut at Survivor Series because it, the, the whole event tells a story from beginning to end, and there's a reason why you're in that match. And uh, the way Vince, what I love about Vince is when he turns around in his wheelchair, he's like, "Right, come on, let's leave. <laughs> we don't no, need no. to be here for this." <laughs> um, but the second match was against Christian for the light heavyweight title, and I don't think anyone in their wildest imagine. And bear in mind, Christian, favorite wrestler. I was like really rooting for Christian because here's something that you may not know. We did not get Sunday Night Heat in this country um, until the year 2000. And so we got to see your return against S.A. Rios on TV. But all of Christian's title defenses, I never got a chance to see them because he didn't defend it on Raw. Then all of a sudden he's defending it on Raw and I'm just like, yes, I finally get to see Christian defend the belt. And I'm just like, oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, so yeah, I, I do. I forget kicked you. his ass, didn't I? You did. You did kick his ass. No, I didn't. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I what even held the like... belt up backwards. If you remember, I looked at the belt and went, "Yeah," and held it up backwards. Uh, I got what... back. Tony Garea goes, "Hey, do me a favor, will you?" I said, "What's that?" He said, "Go home and look at that belt because obviously you have no clue what the hell you're doing with it." <laughs> <laughs> so, t- two questions then. Um, who agented that, that match in particular, if you remember? And what was the chat with Christian like? Was he was he cool with it? Yeah, he was cool. I mean, he knew, you yeah. know, it was time. But uh, I still, still, I mean, I took a ass whooping. He beat the hell out of me. But yeah. he, he did it with class, you know what I mean? It was mm. basically, well, okay, now you're contracting, you're winning a title, you're going to see what it's all about. And he showed me what it was all about. Yeah. I think the toughest match I ever had was against uh, the Acolytes. Oh, I bet. Yeah. I got knocked out three times from Bradshaw's clotheslines. Jeez. Who were you yeah. teaming with? Uh, was it Scorpio or was it Meanie? Or... Meanie. Right, okay. And Bradshaw were not getting along at all. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my ass kicked. So, and them guys are so damn big. Farouk threw Ron Simmons threw me out into the crowd, and I like dove over the thing and dove out in the crowd. He reached this is how strong that guy was. I was two fifty at the time. He grabbed me by the back of my neck and the ass of my pants. His arms were fully extended like this. He picked me out and goes, "Hey man, we ain't allowed out there." And dropped me on the ground. <laughs> I was like, "Holy hell!" That scared yeah, the hell out of me just knowing he could do that. Good lord! So I, I I can imagine that. So we move very swiftly into Gilbert at this point. So the first match you had was with Luna, who again is one of my favorites. Who was also getting a Cella Toys action figure, um, which I I'm very excited about. Uh, but Luna also has a, f- a figure from back in the day in the style in the same size as Gilbert. So we can finally have that Luna Gilbert match in action figure form, go. which is. Uh, Gilbert can get his uh, his own back on Luna finally after all these years. Um, so I, I have a Luna signed picture up there as well. It's one of my favorite things that I have. Um, so the, the Gilbert character is it Russo who brings that up to you, or and I, I'd imagine that was a curtain sellout as well. I did. Wow. I did. Okay. I was. Uh, we were at a house <laughs> show, and I was talking to Percy and Kane. And, uh, well, Paul Bear and Kane. Yeah. And, uh, 
I uh, was telling them that I did, you know, things on the independence. I said I was having a ball. I said I did the underfaker. I put a long wig on and everything. Come out. Did the, I said I did stone old. I took <laughs> braces on my legs and walked out with a walker and everything. I couldn't give a finger because I was dead arthritis and all. You know, I was having a ball. I said, and then I did Gilbert. And Paul Bear goes, oh, Dwayne Gill, you may have something there, my boy. Right? And they were laughing their ass off. And all night, every time I walked by him, they went, Gilbert, Gilbert. So I started going, bah, bah, to him, right? And they laughing their ass off. The next day, I went into catering before TVs. And they must have said something because all the boys, when I was in line, started going, Gilbert. <laughs> so I set the tray down, jumped up on the table, and everybody started laughing. I thought that was it. We did TVs and all, and I went home. I get a call that Wednesday. Hey, Dwayne, what's this uh, Gilbert thing you do? Uh, and it was right in the wars of WCW and WWF. Who made the phone call? Uh, somebody from the office. Right. And uh, I said, uh, yeah. And they said, well, bring your stuff. I said, I don't have boots. They said, what size you wear? I said, we'll have your new ones there. I said, okay, I'll bring everything else. I'll be there. I got there and I, oh, I said, um, I don't want to lose my title. I said, I just want it, man. I don't want to lose my title to do this thing. And they go, no, that's the beauty. You'll wrestle all heavyweights. <laughs> title, and it's 0 and 1, 0 and 2, 0 and 3 to type, you know, the count begins. Uh, so I said, uh, okay, sounds good to me. And well, the first one, they wanted me to wrestle Edge. And I was like, really? And they're like, yeah. I said, how's that making fun of me? Hmm. I said, Edge, Edge would beat me anyway. And they're like, yeah. I said, give me Luna. And Luna's going, no, Dwayne, no. And Luna was my buddy. You know what I mean? Luna's uh, going, no, no, no. This is wrong, man. Millions of PS of Luna. In real life, you'd probably beat my ass. <laughs> she was yeah. tough. You know, I said, in real life, you'd probably beat my ass, Luna. So come on, man. Let's go have some fun, girl. She's <laughs> like, you really want to do this, don't you? I said, we're making fun of the guy. Let's do it. She goes, all right, let's do it, man. So... We made the match up and everything, you know what I mean? And uh, Pat Patterson, I said, Pat, at the end, I'm going to get her up for the jackhammer. I said, I'm going to stagger, and she's going to fall on me. One, two, three. He goes, no, no, no. Do that, but then I want her to go up on top and dive on you. Well, we did the stagger and fell down. The crowd went freaking nuts. When yeah. she got up, they went Died. We got a backpack. I was okay. You're doing that from now on. But <laughs> in the middle of the match, Luna and I stopped. And you'll, you, I don't know. They kind of cut the pause out, but we stopped in the middle of the ring. She went, I'm lost. I said, ball shot. I didn't know what else to say. She reached down and she like reached up through and smacked me in the ass. And what she did, I grabbed her arm as tight as I could with my legs. And I went, as loud as I could, man. And the crowd is laughing and she's yelling at me. All right, you let me go. I swear I'm gonna kill you, Dwayne. I'm gonna kill you. I'm going, oh, oh right in her face, and she's going, I swear I'm gonna kill you. And then I fell over on my side, still holding on to her arm. I'm going, oh, 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 oh
Oh, my God, man. And if you listen to the commentary, Jerry the Lawler is choking. He can't yeah. even commentate. He's laughing so hard. <laughs> and uh, I got in the back and got the highest uh, compliment I ever got in wrestling. When I came through that curtain, there wasn't a McMahon, a writer, a, a wrestler, a TV guy, anybody that wasn't standing there clapping, laughing their asses off. And uh, I was so, because I mean, makeup running down their faces and all, right? And I turn around and Luna comes through the curtain and drops down on her hands and knees and starts bowing like a China person to me. You know what I mean? Uh, I her and picked her up. And I said, Luna, don't ever do that to me again. She said, why? I'm trying to share respect. I said, Luna, you're my superior by far. I said, thank you for doing what you did for me. You just set my career off. That's yeah. so cool. It's so cool that Luna got that respect from you as well, because the, there's there's always the story that when she was in the ring with Sable, even though Luna did all the work, Sable got all the credit for it. And yeah. that kind of upset Luna quite a bit. And uh, Luna and Percy Pringle are two of my favorite people in wrestling. And I can imagine they were so fun to oh just be around. God. Awesome yeah. people. Percy, I love Percy, man. <laughs> he used to come to Maryland all the time and hang out with us and all. Percy was so cool. Yeah. He helped us so much through our career. Oh, that's wonderful. One thing I love about the Luna match is she completely breaks character and she starts, and she's a heel and she starts laughing when she sees you come to the ring as well because it's so funny. <laughs> so was the, um, the, so the entrance with the, the small sparklers and Blue Meanie holding the sparklers and the pyro and the fire extinguisher and all that kind of thing, was that, I'm guessing that was talked about beforehand? No, that was TV. They just said go out and that's what happened. You're joking. Wow. Yeah, Doesn't I it show you, though? I, I, with the fire extinguisher, I said, look, put me out. He said, gotcha. <laughs> it, it was dry ice. It's not a real fire extinguisher. Oh, you're breaking you're breaking the illusion now. <laughs> <laughs> if that was real, it would have killed me. No, that is true. That is true. See, the, the thing is, you can get toy fire extinguishers as well. So we yeah. need... You know, uh, me need to hold the fire extinguisher when you're coming out through the entrance and stuff like that. So, had you heard the music before as well, or with the piped in chants and everything? Or no, <laughs> nothing. It was all on the wing. They had no clue what I was going to do. I had no clue what they were going to do. <laughs> and that's why it was uh, perfect. Yeah, it absolutely did. So you were in the Rumble um, and made one of the more memorable entrances and Edge eliminated you very, very quickly. But that was so... Because no one expected someone who was definitely not going to win the Rumble to be in the Rumble. So that's what made that really funny. Um, did you... Because um, obviously you've you've been in the ring with Goldberg uh, since then. And um, I guess you well, get along. But, one time, that was the rock concert. Yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm, I'm guessing, though, you've, you know... There was no heat, or was there heat at the time? Because Goldberg he was really wow. Okay, I can't say for sure, but from what I hear, that's why I don't have a dollar T-shirt. Ah, uh, mm -hmm. okay. That's See, like, I just remember the gimmick battle royal, and I believe it was '99 or was it 2000? Oh. You did the one on Raw for the 15th anniversary, well, I remember. I'm talking about the gimmick Battle Royal. Oh, WrestleMania, WrestleMania 17. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was standing at the curtain. 10, 
nine, eight, Bruce Pritchard stood in front of me, said, you can't go. I said, what are you talking about? And all the boys like um, Earthquake, Typhoon, um, uh, uh, The Hammer, all of them were like, Dwayne, we're going to let you come in and clear us all out. (laughs) Earthquake and Typhoon wanted me to, they were going to whip me in and run back and duck under their double clothesline. And then when they turned around, I was going to dive and double clothesline both of them out of the ring at once and all. They said, man, you put us over so much. Let us put you over now. I was like, yeah, I was so excited. And I'm like, what? And Bruce Pritchard actually had tears in his eyes. He goes, Dwayne, I love this business. There's one thing I hate about it. And I I literally looked Bruce right in the face and I'm like, I'm going. This is WrestleMania. You can't stop me. Wow. And he goes, Dwayne, if you go, I lose my job and you lose yours. I said, I don't Mm -hmm. care about my job, but you're going to lose yours. He goes, they sent me here to stop you. I'm, I'm positive I'll get fired. Uh, I put my arm around him and said, let's go, bro. Jeez. Yeah. And, um, and you heart. It broke my heart. And if you look at WrestleMania, if you look at the WrestleMania, you'll see the boys going like this, looking back before they all start going out. And then they go. Tum, 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 tum. And you, you feel that that was, was the sheet couldn't go over the top rope. Yeah. So I was going <laughs> to eliminate everybody and then get up on the rope and go. Aah! And the Sheik was going to push me out. Wow, that's because I love that WrestleMania as well, and um, that's such. And you, you, do you feel that that was because they were caught in Goldberg at that time? Gold right him. out. Goldberg's coming in next month. Yeah, he don't want you out there. Uh, I remember you did the um, the 15th anniversary battle royal though. Yeah. Um, with the boys are really cool to me there too. Yeah. Oh, it's always fun to see you come Everybody back. Everybody else the... and handing me around the ring and everything. <laughs> <laughs> I so... in, they're all like, what the hell? <laughs> they all walk me over and said, see ya. <laughs> <laughs> Easy that night. Was hilarious. That was hilarious, yeah. man. Oh, it was always hilarious when you came out. I mean, for the rock concert as well. It was. I mean, it was mind blowing to see yourself and Goldberg in the and ring at the same time. But you know, you want to hear one about the rock concert? Oh, please. You yeah. like exclusives? They wanted me to just stand there and go, <laughs> by Ross and Rock. He goes, yeah, I go, we're making fun of the guy, right? He said, yes, how about if I do this? Dancing all around. He started laughing his ass. He goes, come on, let's go. I said, where are we going? He said, in the Vince's office. I can't change his stuff. We went into Vince's office. He goes, Vince, do you want to change it again? I said, I am <laughs> He goes, what do you want to do? I said, well, you want me to stand here and do this. How's that making fun of the guy? Let me do this. And I started dancing around while Rock was singing and all. And he goes, oh, my God, yes. Do it. So oh, nobody could mess the Rock up during interviews except for. <laughs> so during the thing, I'm dancing around. He's like, yeah, and your mama's a hoe. And I stopped and looked you right in the face, and I went, my mama's a hoe. And he goes, oh, covered up the mic. goes, don't look at me, giggle panties. Get your ass dancing. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is, as well, that, 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 um, that scene was so memorable that even to this day, there are action figures of The Rock 
in the leather pants with the leather jeans with the acoustic guitar and uh, now you've got a Gil- you've got a Gilberg figure now, too. Uh, now they got a full action set of that. Mm-hmm. The um, Festival of Friends with Chris Jericho and all. They got a yes. full action set of that. The TV, the picture, everything except except what? Except your good self. Yep. <laughs> except me coming to the ring. I should be in that pack. Why isn't there a Gilbert Goldberg pack? Well, I mean, well, I think anything is possible now. I was told somebody has a thumb on top of you. Mm -hmm. See what Mm. I mean? So you're far nicer than Goldberg. Going to waste a lot of money going to waste. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. Um, Yeah, you're far nicer. Bone crushing wrestlers, man, it's unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I, I can't. There's, there's gaps in those names because they made a lot of names during that time. And you know, when you look at, like you say, lists even back then of names that people wanted, you're either near the top of the list or at the top of the list. Guys like the Blue Meanie as well, and kind of guys who. Hey, I got a, I got a name for you that's never had a doll made, and you'll flip out because he's a big star. Mm-hmm. Mr. Hughes. Yes, I love he Mr. Was Hughes. The number one star heel for two years against the Undertaker. Remember, he stole the urn and everything. Man, he was on the road forever wrestling Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Not a doll. Oh, I, I I know. As a as a figure collect, as I call them action figures. <laughs> you call them dolls. Um. So, uh, but yeah, I. I Mr. Hughes is certainly a name that is uh, missing from anyone's collection, but I'm I'm just so glad that the the Dwayne Gill figure is actually happening now. I can't um, wait for the Dwayne Gill figure to come out, man! I'm so excited. We can put like a little blonde wig on him as well, and then he could be old school Dwayne Gill. There you go, old school Dwayne. <laughs> what made you shave your hair? Was it just see, hopefully, the... hopefully they uh they not only do that, but they make the job squad Dwayne Gill. I think anything is possible. Anything is possible at this point. So, um, two questions, two completely separate questions. So, what made you shave your hair? Was it just the time had come? Uh, no. To be honest with you, um, I was messing with my wife one night. She's like, why don't you cut your hair, baby? Why don't you cut your hair? Because I had long blonde hair, remember? Mm -hmm. And I walked in, I grabbed the razor. And I said, oh, yeah, and I pulled the thing all the way out where I knew it wouldn't do nothing, right? And I said, here you go. And as I went like this, the guard fell off. Because I had it slid out as far as I could. And I went, I said, here, how's that? And I went, and I saw hair falling. I went, oh, no. And she's laughing. And I turned around and looked like I nuked myself. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I was like, "Oh well." Oh, that's so funny. So and the other question as well that I've always been intrigued about because I've interviewed, I've interviewed Al, I've interviewed Meanie, I've interviewed yourself. I haven't interviewed Scorpio yet, um, and he kind of disappeared from the job squad in early '99. So, what happened there, from what you know, and did you feel that that, that was the end of the job squad at that point? Because it had wheel, it had legs, like. It did. It had legs, man. We could have really ran with this, and all of a sudden, it was just cut out. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if it was something to do with contracts or what, because Al Snow owns the job squad. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe Vince didn't want to push somebody else's product or so. I don't, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I couldn't answer. But thank God for Al, Al, Al Snow, man, and job squad. They got yeah. me a job, man. I'll, thank you, Al, forever, man. Thank you, Al. <laughs> <laughs> and he's an well, awesome guy. He deserves everything he gets in life, man. He really does. I agree. I was really nervous about it. Have you seen him lately? Oh, ridiculous. Oh, God, he's phenomenal, man. He looks phenomenal. Yeah, I was really nervous about chatting with him. Are you getting older or younger, bitch? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was nervous about chatting with him because when he does seminars, he's so serious and passionate about wrestling that he comes across. He loves wrestling. He is super smart and he's Mm. old school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Al Al is so intelligent. It's unbelievable. You know what I mean? That's no because he played the crazy guy the head. You know what I mean? Hmm. Now Al is very very intelligent, man. Yeah, he really is. When you get into his philosophical talk about wrestling, I feel really out of my depth. (laughs) So I kind of changed the subject really quickly. But um, yeah, you couldn't keep up with him, could you? No, absolutely not. Get it. So two more, because uh, you've worked and been around all of my favorite wrestlers and, you know, I could just reel a list and get you to give your thoughts on them and stuff. I would love to do a part two at some point if you're happy to do so. Um, uh, your verbal sure, contract, you see. Uh, we can do it again, you know what I mean? That's wonderful. See, I get you to agree on camera and then that's like a verbal contract. Oh, hey, point, I hate, so. I lie, man. <laughs> You'll see, I'm an easygoing guy, man. I'm an easygoing guy. Oh, well, two matches before we uh, wrap up that hugely stick out in my mind that you had. Uh, the match against Shane McMahon uh, on Heat. Um, that That is great. I mean, that just shows what faith the McMahons have in you at blood, that point. Dude, did you see that? When he hit me with that belt, man, it busted me open in like four spots. <laughs> I don't recall, because it wasn't live. So did they cut away from it? or Because I don't recall seeing the blood. Now, he, yeah, they cut away from the blood. They cut away from that. Yeah, but um, that must have been fun. That's such a weird match as well to see. And Shane, and when we got in the back, he goes, man, I told you, put your hands up. I said, you're the <laughs> boss. I said, I ain't put my <laughs> hands up. You're the boss, man. Come on. Take one for the team. And there's a Shane McMahon figure in that style as well. So now you can, Gilbert can get his own back on Shane McMahon. Um, Shane's yeah, and, a nice guy, man. He really is. He's a oh, real he just, guy. Yeah, remember, he just, I remember Shane when he was a little kid. I can imagine. Yeah, he just seems so cool. Um, he is. He's real cool. Stephanie. Stephanie's really cool. Everybody used to ask me about Stephanie. I mean, growing up, she was like, um, uh, <laughs> you know how nice she is? You know the, uh, the debutante in college with the ponytail out the side of the head? Hi, Harry. That's Stephanie. She may play a bitch and damn good at it. But if you ever met Stephanie, she is the nicest, kindest lady in the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I can imagine. Hunter is so cool, man. Triple H is so cool. I used to rag him all the time because when you hear New Year, time to play the game and the place would blow up. I go, man, can you get anybody to cheer for you? He goes, I'm trying, Gil. I really am, man. He was always the <laughs> nicest man, you know, one of the biggest names ever to happen. And he was just, he's always, 
right now, so humble. I mean, he, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You you really don't know Vince McMahon, Shane, Stephanie, Linda. They're the nicest, kindest people. Like I was there four years, right? Just doing jobs. Hi, Mr. McMahon. Bye, Mr. McMahon. That was it. One day he stops and he talks to me. It was around Christmas. He said, how you doing, Dwayne? I said, all right, Mr. McMahon, how are you? He said, good. I said, Merry Christmas. He said, Merry Christmas. He says, how's Lillian? And how's Tammy? You just had a little son, too, didn't you? I'm like, yeah. He said, all right, well, you have a good one. He started to watch. I said, excuse me, Mr. McMahon. He said, yeah, Dwayne, what's that? And I said, uh, how the hell did you know about my family? He put his hand on my shoulder. He looked me in the eye. He said, Dwayne, that's my job. He said, you have a good night. And I said, yes, sir, I will now. That's a side yep. that you don't hear enough about with uh, Vince and the I family. He's the nicest yeah. guy, man. One time I had $3,900 stolen from me in the locker room. Mm-hmm. He heard about it. Turned around with chief. Said, yeah, Vince. He said, give him $3,900. Nobody steals in my fucking locker room. Wow. Yeah, that that that's Vince McMahon. You know why? I Listen, you know why Vince McMahon's an asshole and a dickhead? Think about it. Everybody says he's an asshole and a dickhead, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're working for him. You're going along. You're making a million, two million, three million dollars a year. Your life is great. I don't need this character anymore. You dick. Yeah. That's all it is, man. He's a businessman. You got to. I, I learned one thing. Um, George Animal Steel told me, he said, Dwayne, I've known Vincent Man for a long time. He said, he kind of lives by this book. I said, what book's that? He said, it's called, If It Ain't Broke, Break It. <laughs> In other words, why use something over and over? I think the, if you notice The Undertaker, he always switched every so often. Kept If it ain't broke, break it. Undertaker's going along great as The Undertaker, but now he's the Undertaker under the same thing, same thing, same thing. Had to change it, all right? Boom. Oh, he died. Now he come back as a biker. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? A, a bad biker, too. Ah, boo, ah, you know what I mean? Now he's going to die again and come back as the Undertaker, a good guy again. Now he's all fresh again. You see what I mean? Yeah. Are you really taking along for the ride? I mean, this is a whole other conversation that we could definitely get into. But I remember when, when Bret Hart turned heel, I was devastated. But it was just, it was a change that maybe needed it to happen. It was time. It was time. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Um, it was time. He was, everybody was kind of, because <sighs> it was the same thing. Now, mm-hmm. he could do the same exact matches, but be the bad guy. And it was mm-hmm. like a totally different match. You see what I mean? Oh, yeah. And I think that it should be about, you know, springing unexpected surprises on you and making you feel uncomfortable and not for the viewer to not get too settled in with what's going on and keep you on your toes as well. And that's like any TV show, you know, you've got to keep it fresh. And um, yeah, you, you can't argue with. Yeah. As far as the McMahons go, I mean, you can't say, I, I can't say nothing bad about them. They, they fulfilled my childhood dream. They paid me very handsomely when I was there. Um, uh, you know, the only thing I can say is, damn, I didn't get a doll. I didn't get a t-shirt. You know what I mean? That, oh, well. 
I fulfilled yeah, a childhood you, dream, dude. I held a title in the WWF. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? As a kid who loves you yourself, imagine tomorrow you win a freaking title in the WWF. Um, yeah, no, insane. I literally Absolutely. walked into Vince's office and cried and told him thank you very much. I know what it means when you win a title. That's so cool. You can carry the company. And you've got that light heavyweight title behind you as well. And I'm going to, we'll do a little promo for the show. And I've got to get you wearing that over your shoulder or something like that. One thing that I do have, actually, give me one second. I'm going to try and not break everything. Oh, I know that you have, uh, I know that you have a, a postcard. Um, let's see if I can find it. I got my glasses on so I can see real good. <laughs> um, where are you? Where are you? You're in here somewhere. I've got to get you to sign this, I think. Um, uh, I have one signed by King Kong Bundy. Um, Bundy was so cool, man. <laughs> oh my god, did you get the meeting? Oh, no, I wish, but oh, you've seen. Oh my <laughs> god. Have you seen, uh, where is it? That one? Hold it down a little more. Oh, oh, well, that's badass. Yeah, I've seen that one. It's like a postcard. Yeah, yeah. I've got to get you to sign one. This is the good thing about doing this show, that I can ask some of my favorite wrestlers to sign some stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's no problem, bro. That's no problem at all. Oh, but, I, I mean, I could just go through this uh, book from 1999, and we could spend hours just going through every name, and I'm sure you've got oh, great stories. Oh, they so nice to me, man. Those those magazines, those encyclopedias they have, yeah. I think the last 10 years I've been in every one of them. Yes, you have. And um, how many have you signed over the past 10 oh, years? Oh, God. You know how much money <laughs> that makes me? <laughs> <laughs> Woo! And a, and a lot of promoters it makes, too. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, well, hopefully we'll see you in the UK sometime. Well, that's the last question as well. You have wrestled in the UK, and you wrestled the legendary Tiger Ali Singh. <laughs> so <laughs> what were the UK trips like? Was that your first one, and what was that Tiger was like? the only he's... one I ever did, the only UK trip I ever did, and I loved it, man. I mean, the fans were awesome. Everybody, I love UK, and then... Everything everybody I've ever talked to in UK has always been so cool and they love me. So I can't yeah. wait. I hope somebody brings me over there. You know what I mean? I'd love to come over there. Oh, uh, it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And how are you holding up? Because I know you had uh some pretty serious health problems recently. Oh, the heart attack? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, you know how that is, you know. A G E brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but now I'm back working out, everything. I'm in good shape. I work every day. Uh Everything's great. I'm back to me. You know what I mean? That's got to be a hard. You know what I'm saying? I'm glad to hear it. But it does say on Wikipedia that you are retired now. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Yes, I did. I wrestled uh, James Ellsworth. In my ah, and what was cool is the place we wrestled, it was Michael's 8th Avenue. I was the first one back in 1990, maybe 89, to hold the first wrestling show in there, Barry and I did. And I held the last wrestling show as my retirement show, and they closed the building down. Um, did you go on the mic and do a speech and everything? Oh, or? man, I mean, after the match, after our match, uh, every fan, everybody stood up for like 20 minutes going, thank you, Gilbert. <laughs> thank you. And then I turn around, and like 15 wrestlers that I helped 
train and everything, independent wrestlers and all, were there, and they all came up and got in the ring. I didn't know they were there. So, yeah, it got real emotional. I can imagine. I can Im- Everybody, thank you very much for a great career and everything. Well, we... Um, and they're this like, is- one more match. Well, I said, as soon as Goldberg <laughs> says, okay. Is that who you would come out of retirement? Oh, for, yeah. Oh, Goldberg, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll wrestle yeah. Goldberg tomorrow. Uh-huh. Like I told, the, I told him right to his face. I said, man, let's have this match. I said, Bill, you'll make a million. I'll make a hundred grand. I can retire. I'll leave you alone. <laughs> I did. I swear to God, I did. He won't do it. Mm. Well, that's his loss. That's definitely his loss. That um, is definitely his loss. I mean, Vince could really have some, uh, at least six or eight weeks of really entertaining stuff. Have me come back and then start calling Goldberg out and sissy and everything and Wimp, dude, and all that. And then one day I'm doing it, and all of a sudden on the screen, boom, Goldberg pulls up. Oh, shit, see me run. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, every time I go do something, Goldberg's looking for me. Oh, God, I'm running. It. You know, every time Goldberg does something, have him walk in a room. Boom, a pail of water falls on him. You know what I mean? Stuff like that. I'm going to kill this surrounding bitch. Coming to bitch. I need this match. I need this match now. You know what I mean? All right, I'm going to sign it. Uh, I would, yeah, I would pay. Yeah, I would, would pay pay per view worthy. I guarantee it would go on a WrestleMania or any any other pay per view. I guarantee I, people would buy it just to see that match. I agree. I 100% agree. Well, and Ray, I could avoid him enough to make the match really good if he would just do everything to make it funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You would have to listen to you as well. You're the veteran in the ring, so you would have to follow your lead. It would be. It would be awesome. It would be awesome. It really would. Um, so this has been an epic interview, and I feel like we've barely even scratched the surface of half the things that you've done in your career. I've had a good interview with you, man, and we definitely do another one. So the official first ever Dwayne Gill action figure from uh, from Chella Toys, the Bone Crushing Wrestlers figure, will be available very soon. When's it up for pre-order, Dwayne? Uh, near the end of February. They say that the last part of February is when they're going to start doing pre-orders, which oh, I'm so great. excited about. And I'm going to talk to them and see if we can't figure out something where, like, maybe the first 250 orders get a free 8x10 with them, signed 8x10. That's wonderful. And and the thing is, they've just shown the uh, the Blue Meanie in the box. Um, oh, is that not product great as well. looking or what? Yeah. That, I mean, that is really nice. Really, mm-hmm. I saw it. I was like, oh, man, if mine does that good of an honor to me, I'm going to be happy as anything. <laughs> so it looks just like him. It really does. So the, you've got to get two. You've got to get one to keep in the box to get signed at a convention. And then you've got to open one and put a light heavyweight title around them as well, because um, th- those do exist as well. So that has to be done. So you should buy many and just put them all over your wall. Buy 100. Um, I will. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I love them, well, man. I can't wait. Well, Dwayne, again, I feel like we've barely scraped the surface because there's so many names I would love to ask you about. But I wanted to really focus on your on your storied uh, career. Um, so I'm I'm honoured that I've been able to do this and. Um, I want to thank everyone for tuning in to the official Cello Toys podcast on Grapple Arcade. And from me and the one and only Dwayne Gill, we will see you all next time. You got it, guys. See ya.